0: This episode of the podcast is brought to us by Rooftop Realty. Go visit VegasRooftop.com for all your home buying, selling, or renting needs. They will be there every step of the way. And as a podcast, we are grateful for Rooftop for their support for us. We are also very grateful for all of you who download this show, tell your friends about this show. You guys leave comments on iTunes. You hit us up on social media and Eric and I are nothing but grateful and we are bound and determined to continue to bring you good content and good episodes that you will be able to stick with us. So uh, we are looking forward to future shows, but we are also looking forward to this one. So we hope you enjoy this episode with Chad Hermison and uh, we are grateful for all of your support.
1: Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust and when you're up It's never as good as it seems and when you're down you never think you're gonna be up again, but life goes on remember
2: that Money isn't real George Doesn't matter. It only seems like it does
1: You ready I'm ready let's Let's go roll all right, I'm Eric Humes. This is Adam Short. We got What's a special up? guest today on staying in trouble, my friend and local celebrity Chad Hermanson. Local celebrity, <laughs> you like that, right?
2: That's that's a lot. That's it's a bit much.
1: Uh, I don't he know. Broke, he broke a lot of hearts in high school. Left a lot of hearts on the college trail. Um, former, are we, Do you do you put in your bio, formal, former or uh, former? You know, major league baseball player. Because I would carry. I have the patch. If I, if it was me, I would like literally carry a patch. (laughs) Like even if I was like hired for like one day, one game, one pitch, I would carry that badge everywhere. Like I would keep it on the like a little pin right here on my hat. So, (laughs) right. Maybe we could get one made. That'd be that'd be really good. Yeah, I agree. I would do it. So. (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, you can see I have no shortage of swag, so we swag everything. So. Yeah, yeah, I can see that.
2: Thanks. When did you, when did you get drafted? So back, I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 1995 draft. So how in the world did, the, did, did
1: Pittsburgh think that you were good enough to play baseball? Like, you could barely get a flight from Pittsburgh to, to <laughs> Vegas. <laughs>
2: no, well, you... We were talking earlier about the area code games was a big deal back then. And it still is now um, as, a, as a scout now where all the, the best players in the country would show up. And it was just kind of getting started back when I was playing. I think it started in maybe 92 or 93. Mm-hmm. And so this was the summer of 94. So imagine all the best players in the country go into one spot. It's at Long Beach State. And you're playing against each other. You're having games. And I happen to play really well. Um, if you remember Jimmy Rollins right? play for the Phillies forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was a shortstop. He was the second baseman. He was a year younger than me. Um, I had a really good, uh, defensive series. I hit the ball. Well, I was actually named defensive MVP and I was, that's when it all started for me. That's when all the college coaches just came like crazy. Uh, then every pro scout knows about you cause they're all there at that event. So if you do well at that event, that's, that's what set it off for me. And then going into my senior year, starting in the fall and in the winter, now all the scouts start showing up at your house. Uh, what I do now, you know, I go visit yeah. with the, the parents, get to know the kid. So, yeah, I got all these strangers coming into my house, got agents and advisors coming in. So my senior year was kind of wacko.
1: That's crazy. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And well, so we had a very similar story. So we had a guest on, and uh, and Ryan and his son, Ryan, Ryan just got uh, drafted from the Arizona Diamondbacks last year. And just here, he, they told, like, there's the the sweet spots about the story. Mm-hmm was, hey, the night of, where they were, you know, some of the emotions. And we talked about, actually, a lot of the grind leading up to the draft. Like, how do you go from, you know, how do you go from Little League to college to actually getting paid to play a game? And, you know, and they told a similar story. I I forget where it was. It was back east, and it was also in the, like – it was definitely back east. Cape Cod League. The Cape yeah, the Cape Cod, Cod League. Yeah. yeah. And, and just the stories that they had from that, you know. the And, and um, who was the first baseman for UNLV? Jack Wold. Yeah, Jack Wold was here with us. Mm-hmm. And he was telling, you know, they both went back and forth about all these stories of, you know, playing in high school and, and now playing in college. And now, and now his friend Ryan's playing professional. He's, he's on approach to playing professional. And it was a great stories on, like, like things that you don't think about, you know, in the Cape Cod League, you know, they stay with at people's houses and it's like this for, for a boy, it's kind of like a fairy tale a little bit. Cause you're like, you got, you got this mom away from home that's cooking for you oh, yeah. and making all these special meals and they're totally involved in the games and they're making like the lucky dishes on the, on game <laughs> days. And so, and so you get this, what's really great about you, Chad, though, is Is And what we're excited to hear about is some of those stories like you just talked about. So you personally have lived, you know, you've lived from high school all the way to professional and now you're like into extra innings, right? (laughs) So you're still, you're still getting paid. That sounds like a good retirement program. That that sounds amazing. It
2: does.
1: (laughs) You know, he's really getting paid to play the game still. Oh yeah. And, and now you even, you're extending it. Like he's getting like, what is it when you get in like to the 13th inning of the game because that's what I feel like I like, get tired <laughs> yeah is he's like uh and so you started this mental edge coaching and and we've seen that a lot where parents are like hey we think we need to um I I think a lot of times parents are like hey let's sign let, let's sign our kid up for baseball 24/ 7 24 7 24 7 they get burnt out when it's more about well-roundedness, being a great athlete, and you know, developing the mental edge—I I really like that part of your coaching. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think what what you just brought up brings out a good point because what I'm seeing, and I and I scouted Ryan Nelson. He he was on our fall teams. You know, if we, we talk about him a little bit. Oh, I, I just realized
1: I just brought up a failure. I apologize. What's I, that? Yeah, he 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 swung is what he's saying. He swung
2: <laughs> and missed. <laughs> So <laughs> that, and that's, what's interesting about scouting is, you know, I've been doing this for eight years now and I have my territory, right? I got Vegas, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, right? I'm down in Arizona and Phoenix. Most, most of the time there's 30 teams, 30 scouts, only myself and the, the brewer scout, my good buddy, Jeff shows, and he lives in St. George in the hurricane area. We're the only two that are outside of Phoenix, right? So the, all 28, the rest wow. of them live in Phoenix. So um so be, being in vegas i get to help coach the scout team ryan was on our team he was a prospect he made that erico team uh, yeah. that i mentioned earlier so he was a guy going into his senior year that we were all scouting you know so, so he was um a guy a dude you know right. what, what we call in the a, game
1: oh not a you don't call him a prospect or on the leaderboard
2: but we're, you know quote he's a dude he's, a dude. he's, <laughs> a dude. he's <laughs> and, got the hair he's got the hair it but fits a ryan plate. had an interesting story because he was a two-way guy and so he would go pitch, and then he, he's a really good athlete, so he played shortstop too, and he played shortstop at Oregon. And so we would go watch him pitch, and we noticed – because he was, he was a really – he's even still a real wiry frame, right? Yeah. And, but he's electric. Aren't real arm? He always had a really quick arm, and that those are the things that we were looking at. Like, dude, when this guy is 21, 22, and he's closer to 200 pounds, he's going to be throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So fast forward three years – he's throwing 100 miles an hour um, and that's what we expected but that that velocity wasn't quite there yet coming in high school cuz he had no breaks so yeah. he would pitch and then he'd go play shortstop and he didn't have a lot of recovery time mm-hmm. so and I remember I very vividly remember his dad I think we we're at Desert Oasis and we were scouting him and his his velocity just wasn't there you know it's more like 86 87 I was just down more cuz he would be he would touch like 90 to 93 you know in high yeah. school um, and it was just down. It kind of kept going down. And so even his dad's like kind of gave me the, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I know what's happening. You know, he he has no brakes. He's he's doing that. And then he's going to shortstop, throwing missiles from shortstop. Oh, yeah. So there's there's no recovery time. And so that trans, transferred to Oregon where he did the same exact thing, I believe. Because yeah. I, I kind of – I don't cover that area, but I knew he was still playing short. And then he finally just became a pitcher I, th- th- I think I think in his in yeah for. in
1: the in the last year and a half at Oregon he yeah. actually transitioned out of yeah out of two way into just pitching yeah and that's and,
2: and then and he's a if you ever see him pitch he's a high energy a lot of effort so that fits the reliever mold that where you can come in for mm-hmm. an inning or two and just blow gas throw a tight slider that's what he does so um, I I know I was I really wish we would have we drafted him you know with the Angels and. Uh, we do too. That would God. have been like, a, <laughs> so would his dad. Have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's shocking how being the only guy in Vegas, when I talk to parents are like, Oh, because angels are close. You mm-hmm. know, there's so many angel fans um, and they all want to be angels. And so, yeah. you know, I have an advantage there, but at the end of the day, when the draft happens, I have zero control over who we draft. I put my, all my paperwork in my reports, computer work. And you sit and, back and watch the show. And then just, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that, that was one of the questions I asked the dad, how uh, how much this cost him by buying all brand-new uh, Diamondback gear. He, <laughs> right. he, every time I would see him on the Little League field or anything, he was dripping in red. And, and I mean, that was his team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that would have been fun. I could also see Ryan, Ryan in, a, in a closer position with that oh, kind no of doubt. energy, yeah. just coming in and just yeah. knocking him out, you know – in in that kind of well he has
2: he has two pitches he's he's got Mm -hmm. a fastball that's a swing and miss pitch with movement Mm -hmm. and can get on barrels and miss you know get above the barrel and then he has a swing and miss slider that you know if if you can mix those two and I I believe he has a changeup if you still throw on that but if righty on righty like if you have a wipeout slider that's it's hard you're done it's hard yeah well
0: nice so so in your online videos uh What's the kind of mental edge that you're giving these coaches and these parents today?
2: Yeah, so I mean, maybe I could maybe tell the story of yeah. why oh, I'm doing yes, this. Oh, yes, please. please uh, I just thought you had nothing else going on. So you're like, <laughs> I I'm ah, really bored. Out. I to <laughs> make some videos. So it, when you play this game and you play it at a high level, you know how important the mental game is, right? And even you played in high school. I'm not sure what your background is with baseball.
1: Uh, um, I'm more of the manager type. You're the manager.
2: You're getting a they, they Actually,
1: I have a, a term here in the office because we had a softball team. <laughs> it's, it's called softball Eric. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so this is the jovial. You know jovial Eric. Uh, softball Eric is not the person you want to see. Okay. So softball is like. It's kind of like Godzilla going through the city. <laughs> and doesn't matter which team you're on, you're going to get swung yeah. at. So, and I yeah. miss that team. Right. Yeah. I wish
0: I would have played on that team. Uh,
1: well, my brother Travis is on the team. and he, So I, everyone here has got everyone knows the yeah. term uh, softball, Eric. So, uh, no, I never – I played Little League. But uh, the baseball structure, I've actually
2: got a, a, a bad shoulder yeah. right here, oh, Join, so, the, club. join so, the club. So, so I <laughs> – so I basically I knew like going up going through my career I went through a lot of struggles I, I was drafted as a shortstop I made a ton of throwing errors so I had the yips essentially from shortstop I I I just I was not in the mindset of dude I am not going to be a big league shortstop and I in the back of my mind knew that and so it was kind of always there like psychologically I'm like dude I'm an outfielder like I'm a center fielder so now that does, I put all my time and effort to try to get better and. And it just wore on me and wore on me. And then by, I was 19 years old when I finally said in double A, I, I need to get away from shortstop. This is not fun for me. The game became not fun. So I asked, say, hey, can you move me to the outfield? And so that's when I was moved to the outfield as a 19 year old. And the game came, became fun for me again because um, I battled through. Because I was 17 when I was drafted. I was really young, 17, 18, 19, played shortstop had a lot of success, but also made a lot of errors. And it was kind of the first time I really failed a lot. So those were obstacles I I, tr- I faced right away. Um, and I'm like, I, and I tried to battle through them for like two and a half years. And then I was just like, okay.
1: So when they say is, you, so did you feel like you didn't have, cause it, it to me it sounds like a personal struggle, like yeah. you're fighting the yeah. struggle and you didn't have maybe the, the resource, to go hey do you think i'm in the right spot do you think right and i and i imagine too you know we we think about oh this is great that you were drafted you got all this you know fanfare he was like the the golden child his other siblings got got pushed by the wayside every christmas <laughs> but i also think about being a teenager and like hey now i'm under the gun i'm under the microscope and so that's what i'm hearing out of your story is like you had like you had this mental battle going on, saying, yeah. you know what? I'm expected to be like I'm supposed to a performance I like this." You talked about a 21, 22 year old level almost mentally, mm. but you're 17, 18, 19, and you're trying to figure out. Um, like I remember, you know, when you were in college, and, and the different well, no what is no it? college no, I didn't no go college. college that's right. Oh. Here we go, business. No, it's my wife. So, <laughs> um, is uh, you know, but during that time, I I'm like my heart's like bleeding right now. I'm about to tear up <laughs> because for a lot of kids, like you're, it sounds like hey, you're you got you're in this boiling pot and you're trying to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, and it sounds like that's where some of this genesis of the coaching is. Is like, yeah, dude, here are my scars. What can I do to
2: help alleviate yeah no doubt it, it was so i i went through all this stuff and then i was was still always i always hit so i, I hit a ton of home runs in the minor i got up to the big leagues when i was 21 um was so there was huge expectations you know and and when i was drafted i just played kind of let that happen but then as time goes on you're like and you you start reading things right you start getting other people's opinions you see how people are mm-hmm. treating you and it's like man they're they're expecting a lot out of me here you know so there became, and I think I developed over time, this kind of perfectionism, right? That I, we talked about this earlier where it's like, if I make a mistake, you know, I'm letting everyone down and to kind of really fast forward this. So I I went through that my whole career, even into the big leagues and in the minor leagues, I played every single game, right? I was in the lineup every day unless I had like a scheduled day off or just a, a break in between. And then I got to the big leagues where that's a whole different level of obviously you have to perform right you got to perform day in and day out and pittsburgh you know when you're the first you're the top prospect they had high expectations and so i'm 21 years old um kind of enamored like holy crap i'm in the big leagues like this is a lot to handle um you kind of feel that weight right and then you're like oh maybe i need to try harder you know maybe i need to do more than what i've done in the past and so i wore that every single day and kind of put that on myself, essentially. Yeah. But through going through all of that, it's, you know, in the struggles. Like, you can go to a teammate, but I, I was really up and down in the big leagues. Like, I was there for, like, five or six weeks, and then I got sent down, and then went up for two weeks, and then got sent down. So I never developed these really close-knit relationships that, that some guys have in the big leagues when you're there all year. Right. And so you just kind of
1: – Well, what did the coaching staff say? Because obviously if you're going – down and up, you're like in that chaotic cycle right there. Is anyone going, hey, hey, chat, you know, what can we do to keep you at this level? Or this is what we need out of you. Was there not, is there not a person like that on staff going, you know what? This is what we need out of you, Adam. This is what I need out of you today. Because it sounds like you're kind of on the bus.
2: They punch a ticket. You're on the bus. You're
1: off the bus. That's how it is.
2: Well, just to kind of point out. So let's, so I was struggling offensively hitting under 200 say the first six weeks in the big leagues and you're like okay well you're not hitting so you need to go down to triple a and figure it out Yeah. Right. so you're like okay well i can go down and, and work on some things physically but my mind is spinning like oh, I, I don't sure. know what do i do right and and that and it's the first time i failed and so i go back down to triple a and, and it's embarrassing you're like because when you get called up, you're kind of like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up here for 15 years, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, this is going to be amazing. And then you realize, you're like, oh, these guys are really good. Like, they, they know there might not be hard throwers. I mean, it's crazy the way the game is now, where pitchers back then, maybe they didn't throw as hard as many. But like, my first game was against Sterling Hitchcock with the Padres. Just a kind of a soft throwing lefty, maybe touches 91, but could just dot it wherever he wanted the ball. And so if they have a, if they know their weakness in your swing, they're mm-hmm. going to exploit it very quickly. And so that happens and then you get sent down and then you, you have your manager you can talk to, which I was, when I played the, and again, this is in 1999, 2000. So 20 years ago, you, you didn't show like weakness. Oh yeah. Meaning you, you just, you had to be tough, you know, and, and that still, I think rings true today, but now, Every major league team has a mental skills coach, so that wow. it's a, been a completely sh- a whole shift yeah. in front offices finally have re- realized like, okay, if if baseball is quote everyone says it's ninety percent mental, whether it's that high, you know, maybe we're not sure. Maybe it's sixty or seventy percent mental. Obviously, you have to have the physical ability and skill to go play at that level, but when you add mental mentally, it's huge. And I had the skill to play fifteen years in the big leagues. I have no doubt. That I, you know, I was picked there first round because of a reason. I had these minor league numbers to back up all that. I could do everything physically those guys could do. But I didn't have the mindset and the belief system in myself to to go do it. And so that that kind of, and I kind of dealt with that my whole, my whole big league career. So I, I was only in the big leagues from the age of 21 to 25. So that was like my window. And then I had a bunch of injuries that happened. And I didn't get back to the big league, so, so when essentially my brain is still developing, <laughs> right? We're yeah. teenagers and For we're sure. young, and I'm like, when I, I played till I was thirty, but I remember spending, um, age say twenty six to thirty, kind of starting to kind of figure myself out. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a physical mess. You know, I had labrum surgery. Uh, I'm doing a lot of DHing because I can barely lift my shoulder. Um, you know just all these things are happening. Surgeries, broken rib, foot surgery. I can, I can barely walk, things like that. So all these things, physical things are happening that can beat you up mentally as well. Yeah. So that happened in my whole career. So fast forward now, um, up until about last year, now I have kids, right? I have four kids, three girls and a boy. And I, my, my son is 17 this year. He's a junior at Green Valley. Um, but last year, and I'm getting to the point where this is the reason why I started to do what I'm doing Yeah, is last year, he's 16 years old. He's, he's, um, he started on varsity as a freshman, which is a pretty cool accomplishment. Um, he goes to the same school, green Valley mm-hmm. and his and sophomore he's got,
1: year. And he's got his dad's name. Yeah.
2: He's, he's a junior, you know, his name's Callan, but he's a junior. Uh, we don't call him junior or anything like that. We just call him Cal or Callan, but it's a baseball uh, name like he's got all the tools right he's 6'3 almost 6'4 like he's 190 pounds you know this is now last year he's a little bit smaller but he's struggling right through his sophomore year and he he's not doing as well as he thought he he thinks you know and I'm scouting I'm kind of in and out of town I'm able to watch a game here or there so I get home and he's like dad let's go to the cage we need to work on some things I'm like cool let's go and he, he was already like really frustrated and upset with himself because it's, we're probably like three quarters of the way through the year and he's probably mm-hmm. hitting like 200. Okay. And we go to the cage and in, in cage work, I'm just kind of working on T working on flips and he, he's not having a good session, if you will. Like he's yeah. just, he's yeah. frustrated. He's, he's upset. Um, I'm seeing some things mechanically that we can work on, but I'm also like, like he's not even in a mindset for me to kind of work on and change something. It's like, So it's kind of a weird situation, but um, he took some more swings. So it's like a thirty-minute session, and then he's like, "Let's just go. Let's just pick up the balls and go." So I'm like, "All right, let's just go." Gets in the car, slams the door. Whoop! Slams the door, and I kind of look over at him. I'm like, "I'm like, you all right, dude?" And he just lost it, like emotionally. He just lost it, and I'm like, "Oh crap, here we go." Yeah. So like, if you're a dad and you have kids, you're like, "This, "This is this is gonna get real real quick here." And so he he lost. It. He got really emotional. He's crying. He's and he finally calmed down. I'm like, dude, just tell me. Just let it out. Like, what are you feeling? And he's like, he's like, Dad, I, I go. He's like, the expectations. Like every time I go up to bat, I feel like if I don't hit a double, if I don't hit a homer, if I don't do something magical, that I'm letting my coaches down, my teammates down. And then he goes, most important, I feel like I'm letting you down, because wow, I'm watching. That like, breaks my heart, right? Like, yeah. Honestly, like as a dad. Yeah, you know, like we talked about, like even one of the reasons Chad, why we
1: even started this podcast is, is moments like that. Yeah. yeah, we all, I think, as dads, we've
2: all felt like that. Yeah,
1: and we love our kids.
2: So, and it's you're you're like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. And also, it sounds I'm like I'm telling my, I'm coaching told my story,
1: and now I'm hearing this come back in your own. And kid. I'm, this is my kid, right? Yeah. So
2: he's going through the same thing, and I'm like, okay, Chad, just stay neutral with this. Like, let him just have it, and let him just talk. You know, so I mm-hmm. let him just talk and let him go through it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, and kind of prior to that, I was always already starting to work on some things. And I had all these ideas Right. because I'm like, and then that was kind of, because I'd spoken to some other kids that were like private conversations that kind of had the same thing going on, right? Because some kids have um, brother, a brother who just went through his high school who was a stud and now younger brother's coming up and they're like, crap, you know, I got to live up to his expectations yeah. now, right? Yeah. So all these things and perfectionism that are happening those are go; those things are going on. And so I'm like, all right, dude, well, let's, let's just start working on it. Let's start kind of taking it piece by piece and go through it. And so, um, I, I, just, I created, so what I've done and got to this point is I spent this whole last off season creating an online course. And so I call it mental edge training or mental edge coaching. And what it is, is I, I create a video and I pick a topic to go over. So say like perfectionism, Yeah, I'll go through and I'll talk about, how does that? How does this show up for you? And like, I'm just getting it out. I'm trying to get these kids to open up, because they don't. They don't really know, right? They're like, oh yeah, that's totally what I feel. Yeah. So I, I create a video. I do a video. After that video, they have a, a quick little five question quiz. You know, it, so it, it on the back end, it lets me know that they've actually watched the video. They take a little quiz. So is this
1: is this only for baseball? Because I know that this could help so many kids and even. Yeah, maybe yeah. Young adults. <laughs> no, too. I get
2: that. It, it, that was a question I asked earlier. Yeah, um, I would say it's for baseball and softball right now because all the quizzes are very heavily geared toward um, toward baseball and the towards baseball the baseball experience. mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I might I might eventually build something to where it's more neutral and just I'll probably get to that at some point. Uh, but I also wanted to stay kind of with what I know. Stay in your uh, list sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, the so greatest game. The greatest game. It's it's yeah. the greatest So game. they so they take a quiz. <laughs> They get a PDF after each video, I ask a question or two. And so it's kind of like, it's a journal they can work on and stuff, yeah. you know, asking themselves questions, you know, and, um, and then during that whole period, they have access to my email where I can start coaching them one-on-one because I've noticed kids, you know, we can do, we can do like group zoom call settings where kids can ask questions, but also regarding that kids sometimes aren't willing to open up. They're, oh, like, for sure. they're like, dude, yeah. I'm going I see that in this. my own
1: kid. Like, we in this whole distance learning, you know, my youngest, they would have Zoom calls. He wouldn't say a word. Yeah. And it's like it, the
2: classroom setting, right? Oh, they're like, man. They're well, like, I'm too like, embarrassed to raise my hand because yeah. yep. this, this is an embarrassing question. So. Yeah. So well, that's especially
1: perfectionism because they're like, hey, I don't want to expose to myself, yeah. you know, hey, that I'm actually not perfect or yeah. that I'm, I'm vulnerable or that I might make a mistake, especially when everyone else looks up to me, you know, but back in the back of my head, I'm just beating myself over the back of the head. And that's why I asked, is this only for baseball and softball? Because I know there's so many teens working with, with young adults that I see this happen a lot, especially in our society where we have so many, so many tests, right? You know, I think growing up, I always felt like the only test I only had was really a driver's test, right? Mm. That was a big thing. Are you going to pass that driver's test? Because if you have to go to school the next day and say, no, you didn't get your driver's license, you know, <laughs> when you turned 16 and one day, dude, that was the test. But, you know, for kids that are in sports or even in performance. Right. We talk right. about, we kid about tiger moms and, and we, you know, there's so many movies about parents who are putting pressure on their kids and they don't realize, I don't want to say you're screwing your kid up. You're not. Cause I don't think a parent can naturally screw a kid up is
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. Huh? Yeah. I, have, you, have you met my children? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, uh, but so yeah i you know I, I would hope to see maybe in the future extra you know called you know yeah chat, chat of the extra innings yeah maybe expand because I, I i think that maybe whatever you're developing chad might be able to help more people
2: yeah that's that's the whole idea because the whole when you really get down to the gist of it it's your self-image right it's yeah. and i and i re, doing all the reading that i do it's it, your self-image is going to match up with your performance So, like, if you are are – like, I told you, I didn't believe I was a shortstop. So that performance kind of manifested itself where – like, that was the result, right? Mm -hmm. I already thought that I was not a a shortstop or could play – I saw all these Latin shortstops. I'm like, I could play shortstop, but I'm like, these guys are at a whole different level. You know, like, I I just felt like –
1: Do you still feel that way looking back? Do you feel like, you know what, maybe I was on the right page. I was just a – it was just a rough – or did you see what, what, what those coaches saw when they saw you when you were younger?
2: Yeah, it's, I, I think, too, because I, I played more outfield. I played a little bit of shortstop and, you know, you pitch in Lily, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I was always just, I think my talent was in the outfield because I was fast and I could throw really hard. Yeah. Uh, but my accuracy always sucked. So even as a pitcher in Little League, I, I would drill kids all the time. Like, they're, <laughs> you know, just crushing kids. That, right that's what ribs. Chad's friends always bring like, up ask, to me. They're like, you know my I've brother. got so many bruises. So that's right. You know my brother real well. And, a little bit. I've seen him me. I've seen him on the side of a... Yeah, so he, he caught me. He's like, dude, it was awful. You know, any of my first basemen were like... Dude, it's like ninety-five coming over there. I don't know if it's gonna skip and hit me in the shin, <laughs> if he's gonna throw it over my head. So I just I didn't have that tool of accuracy. Yeah. Right. So it just played better in the outfield. So I knew that. And so my belief as a shortstop was like, dude, just let these lad guys play shortstop. You know? Yeah. For <laughs> let sure. Me, let me go play center and and I was just happier there. And yeah. And I, you know, we wanna play a game. In, in a subconscious mindset, right? Where consciously we can go practice, we can do those things, we can work on these drills. But when you get in that game, you gotta just unplug and just play. Let it flow. You gotta be in that subconscious mind and just yeah. let it happen. So
0: when you taught your son this stuff and, and you had that moment in the car, how long afterwards did he start did did his batting average go up? Did he start, you know, when he approached the plate, was he a lot more calm? Was he
2: yeah. So, so we, I mean, this was really toward the end of his sophomore year. So he probably only had a couple games left. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, dude, let's just get to work. And so we had the summer to work on some things mm-hmm. and getting a kid to change the way he thinks is that's a project. Oh, right. For sure. And it's, so they, they've ingrained these, these pictures, right. And these images in their mind that they're not good enough. So that's the biggest thing that we go through in the hurdle And any, if you get a group of kids in the room and whether it's high school kids, college kids, pro young, pro minor leaguers, and you ask them, what, what is the biggest hiccup you guys have? It's the belief that they're not good enough.
1: Yes, man.
2: Every time. Yeah. So,
1: which is an old man. You're going, if you're not good enough, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have brought you up. If you weren't good enough, I wouldn't put you in the lineup. If you weren't good enough. But and and I think what you're also hitting on, too, is like a lot of times I think as parents, we can tell our kids or we should be telling our kids, hey, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Yeah. But uh, what I'm I'm really excited to hear about in your coaching, though, Chad, and, and in some of your video casts are, you know what, that there's a little bit more to it. Right. It's always a nuance is the difference between doing it at a recreational level and doing it at a, prof- you know, even minor league and right. then professional level, right? And so, you know, because helping people, like we've had uh, one of our prior guests, you know, our, our, our I should say regular guest, uh, as a third, a certified therapist, uh, Josh Silito. And Josh talks a lot about those same things, that people are coming in with the same anxi- anxieties, yeah. right? Just because you play a sport doesn't make you immune from depression anxiety uh fear loathing or any of that right we're we're all human and so and i think just now as a society we're starting to learn hey you know what we need to we need to check this up here before we find someone
2: on the on the side of the road yeah no i i think everything starts with the way you think so that's That's the big picture of diving into what the kids are thinking, because, you know, you can you can think a certain way. It's going to make you feel a certain way and then you're going to act a certain way. So, you know, I think confidence is we try to figure out, well, how do we get confidence? I was like, well, you do confidence. You you have to be confident. You just do it which which
1: that carries over yeah i I talk about all the time as a truism if it's true here in baseball if it's true in plumbing which i talk about all the time Mm -hmm. then it's true in sales which is what i do right and so if it's true there it's true there it's true there i call those a truism and so you know one of the biggest things when i'm trying to coach my sales agents is confidence and they come in and i'm like you've just spent you know you spent all these hours working on your license, learning the business. I, I, I talked to him blue in the face. Everyone knows, uh, you know, Adam was kidding. Eric, all you do is talk all day. Yeah. I talk all day. <laughs> and so either a, you're not listening or B I'm not coaching you the right way. Right. And so, um, so to, to, to hear about the techniques, I think talk a little bit more about that. Like, so you started working on some of that, the mental edge with him in the summer, how long before you saw some results
2: yeah so i we, we just kind of and it wasn't like hey dude you got to do step a step b it's, and it's really different with him cuz i i'm also still his dad so i i have to kind of find that that kind of midway like okay mm-hmm. so it's like hey, a, you're a, a
1: guinea pig yeah so
2: just own up to so it so there there's a kind of that point of like okay dad like really your eighth lesson in 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 five days like enough is enough so yeah. so you got to kind of space it out and so I kind of whether it's through casual conversation um, but it's getting kids to start understanding that it's okay to fail that we're gonna learn through failure and failure just kind of exposes our weaknesses right and it's, it's okay like how else are you gonna learn other than the failure that you just had so teaching them about you're gonna run into obstacles and if you play this game at a high level and you don't think you're going to run into obstacles, you have something coming to you. So just knowing and preparing them, and whether you call that mental toughness, right, knowing that you're going to run into some crap, and that's, yeah. that's life, right? We, we, we all run through it, you know, kind of run into it with business. But when all these obstacles and things happen to you, you have to have some type of armor to, to let them just bounce off you, right, essentially. Right. So um, t- just t- giving them things to work on. One of my favorite things is called start, stop, continue you know, maybe you've heard me before, but when you start setting goals for yourself, there's things in your life that are holding you back. So there's something you're doing well, usually. So hopefully that could be a continue, right? But I also, I want to start something that is going to get me on the right track to my goals, you know, and a goal, a goal setting sessions, a whole other session, but I want to start doing something every single day. That's hard. So a lot of times, you know, a lot of times that could be physical activity or movement, So I I could be like, okay, why don't you do, you know, three sets of as many burpees as you can burpees, right? Mm -hmm. Burpees suck, right? They're the worst. Right. But that's, it's hard.
1: uh, Yeah. I I'm exhausted with you.
2: just saying Like (laughs) like just saying burpees it's I'm sweating right now. So that's an example, right? So I'm going to, okay, I'm going to do burpees three days a week, three sets. I'm going to start doing that. Stop. I think stop. You can put, something nutritional like I'm going to stop drinking soda I'm drinking 100 ounces of soda already today and every day Mm -hmm. because I go get two big gulps I gotta stop if I'm gonna be an elite athlete an elite person I gotta stop drinking and just filling my body with sugar all day long (laughs) (laughs) right well that's really 82 big gulps is technically if
1: you're talking super big gulp that's 88 ounces and I think if you put ice in it it's closer to like 76
2: so are you justifying these this? are semantics see see that's that doesn't work okay <laughs> <laughs> but like on on that that's note, balance like, out my 96 like, i'm seeing kids on a ener- like energy drinks oh, like Bangs, man. right oh, yeah, yeah and yeah. i'm like dude bathe in that a bang has 300 milligrams of caffeine like, you're 16 years old. You do not need 300 milligrams of caffeine. That, you you want to know why you're up till 3 or 4 a.m. playing video games? Because right. you drink a bang at 8 p.m. Like, come on. Right? So just teaching them, like, getting them in the mindset of, dude, if you want to be successful, like you say you're getting up at 4 a.m. to do your marathon runs, uh-huh. right? People, like, learning how to wake up early, taking care of what you need to in the morning, having your own hour, right? The hour of power, Tony yes. Robbins, all this type of stuff. Having that own hour, I I like to have two hours sometimes, just that kind of peace by yourself, whether you're developing yourself, reading a book. Right. You know, if you're a religious person, you're reading your scriptures. um, You're doing something that gets you in a mindset of, 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 you know, gratitude, of just kind of doing all these things to get you doing things that you haven't done before. So it kind of flips your whole mindset to start doing going. So those
0: are your mental exercises that you can do. Because in baseball, when I coach – I would I would work with my infield and I would fungo them to death. Yeah. I would hit yeah. ground and scenarios over and over, mm-hmm. backhands attack the ball over and over like for hours. But for you for your mental game, for you to step up to that plate when all eyes are upon you, everything is on your shoulders. Heavy, heavy load that some of these boys carry. Even what are those little exercises? You, you just said setting goals, putting yeah. putting those hours in there. Is there anything else that like yeah. you can do on a mental state that are mental exercises throughout the day?
2: Yeah, so so in each video I do, I you know it's not we're talking fifty two videos and they get flipped. So there is one of them is a lesson and kind of like hey, what are your thoughts and I want you to write some things down here. Then other there is an actual application. Um, so one of the big ones is is we call it um, light, lights. Green light, red light, yellow lights. So, in when you're in performance, right, you you want to be in a green light. A green light means you're just kind of free, like you're mm-hmm. flowing. You're not really thinking. You you put all that hard work into practice, and then in the game you just do it, right? You just react and go, and then so that's the, that's the subconscious, right? You're just mm-hmm. doing it, and then when you're in practice, you're you're consciously getting peppered by coach, right? You're yeah. getting all those ground balls, so you you kind of know those physical movements you're working at. Working on it, but you're also trying to somewhat get into that subconscious mind of also practicing getting into flow, right, and doing those things. So, green lights are what we always want to be in. Yellow light, you kind of start to realize something's off. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. starting to think too much. You know, you kind of you're you're more timid, you're more shy, you're not as aggressive, and then you get into a red light where you're, you're you're starting to spiral out of control, right? You're starting to to be really su- super aggressive, you're, maybe you you, th- you threw a pitch as a pitcher, you hit a home run, and, and that catcher throws the ball back to you. You catch it. You're like, you know, yeah, You're yeah, yeah. effing yourself, mm-hmm. doing all these things. You're, which,
1: you're, which, what you're really you're doing, doing right. is, is you're 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 shortchanging yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. you're taking yourself out of the game. Yeah, you're changing the lights. Yeah,
2: so you're you're out of control. Yeah. So you know, a big part of it is learning to control the controllables, like and and understanding what is what is that, what does that look like you know where I can't control what the umpire does I, I can control my reaction if I'm a, a hitter and the umpire makes a, a horrible call and a strike on the outside corner you thought was a ball right you control the reaction to what just happened um so that's that that's an example of like E plus R equals O event plus response equals outcome so always knowing whatever event or whatever thing happens to me what is what is my response to that essentially what, how do I think about that Right? And I can think good thoughts, bad thoughts, so what are my thoughts? And typically from that thought, it's going to be some type of result. I'm going, to, I'm going to be pissed off, and then i got to get step back into the box again, and I'm, I'm still thinking about what the umpire did rather than now getting back in the box and worrying about the pitch and f- focusing you know, on that pitch and being yeah. completely, completely present at that moment.
0: Absolutely. They, I was always amazed by a lot of pro players that would get up there and mess up, strike out, do whatever – but then they walk off, and sometimes they even have a smile on their face. Like they completely – I like in- this one where
1: they, you, you pull in the, you pull on your jersey, put your bat up, get back. Or all you the mental stuff.
0: You, yeah. you undo your gloves, and you do them yeah. back up yeah. again. Yeah. And it, it, I find it fascinating that, like what you just said, that now the MLB has picked up of how important the mental game of the game is and how, and how important that is. I, I tell people all the time that, uh, like when we had Josh in there, there's a stigma that comes with, like, therapy. Yeah. And I said, if you're willing to go to the gym, if you're willing to work on your body, you're willing to work on the physical stuff, therapy and those kind of things are things to work on your mind. Mm-hmm. You have to work on your mentals. And I, I think a lot of the skill sets that you just talked about uh, definitely applies in baseball, but it can apply in life. Oh, 100%. And, and yeah. in general. And a lot of these high school kids that may not go anywhere else but high school mm-hmm. can take those same skill sets and be able to
2: apply them in whatever career field that they choose. And that's exactly when I thought of creating this course, I'm like, like, this is much bigger than, than just the mental game. Like this is the mental game in life. So I'm like, so how I describe it, like this is a mental skills course plus a a personal development course. So like you're working on yourself with a little bit of baseball on a little bit of baseball, you know, (laughs) some jokes here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And like we're doing now, like I share stories, Uh, people remember stories, right? They don't, maybe they can go back and listen to the lesson, but they'll, they'll remember that story that I told, like, yeah, dude, I went through this. Like this was awful. Like yeah. this is how I felt. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm going through that right now as a sophomore in high school. Oh
1: what's the what's the astro is what's the astro uh edition of uh of your skills course? The so. Astros.
2: <laughs> yeah. The the banging on the garbage cans? Is that yeah, is? That's what uh, I'm referring? <laughs> yeah.
1: So or uh, the whistle. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: so. Well, we can maybe do a course on different strategies on on how I don't know how to bang on the garbage yeah. cans. <laughs> okay, so for parents, coaches, and stuff, how did they get a hold of this information? How did they get the So, course? So, what I've done is, so the website is MentalEdge dot Training, and I'll put all the links in the bio. Yeah, and so what I wanted to do is to make get people. How does how does Chad teach? Like, what does this what does this look like? So, I, I put together a free course. Okay, um, so there's a free four video course. Um, it's on mentaledge.training. You just log in. You create your own username and password. You watch a video. Um, you can write down notes, but I, I, I try to give something where you can apply right away. And then, so it's kind of a free lesson essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it just for the kids <clears throat> to log in,
2: or is it kids Parent,
1: and parents? Parents
2: can do their own login as well. Um, the feedback I'm getting. Or what about even coaches? I would think. Yeah, maybe like even coaches. anybody can do it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a free deal. Um, I go through four videos and then I, at the end of the fourth video, um, and the video, these are set, these are like three days separated. So you watch one, then you can log back in watch the next one. So it's kind of spread out over almost two weeks just to get it. Cause my, my course is a video a week. So you watch a video and then the next video is the following week. And so, yeah, after the fourth video, I call it's a, I call it a scout's view. So I constantly am asked as a scout, like, dude what what are What are you guys looking for? You know, because right. because a lot of a lot of parents are like, my kid's pretty good, but like, are you guys even looking? You know, what does this look oh, like? Oh yeah, right? Or
1: isn't it easy <laughs> like this, Chad?
2: Uh, hey, uh,
1: oh. Just stretching around right here. Oh, there's a little Hundy right here. Are you yeah. sure? My, did you know it's my kid out there,
2: number three? Well, you, usually it's when you show up. You know, you can recognize a scout, especially when we're standing behind home plate with. Bring a free guns. meal over here for my f- yeah. good friend Chad, <laughs> who I've known a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Parents usually are like, "Who are you here to see?" And like, "Oh, so and so." He's like, oh, "All right. Well, my my kid's playing third base." Like, take make sure you take a peek. Like, all right, I'll check him out. And uh, so that, that's just kind of fun. But, but yeah, so I the fourth video I go through, I call it a scout's view. In, in, in all four videos, it's about 45 minutes of video. So it, I think it's it's pretty cool. And then uh, at the end of the fourth video, of course, I – Is there
1: anyone else on the video besides No Callen's dad? Oh, okay. it's just me.
2: And uh, so I introduce my actual membership course, which is the 52 video course. Uh, so it's a membership. So and, they can try it out first before yeah, they – just kind of get a feel. Hey, this is what I –
1: And I think, too, part of that, too, I think that's excellent because, you know, going back to even the story with your own son Mm. was, hey, you're in and out of town. Hey, Dad, let's go to hit balls. So so your son is reaching out to you at that point. You don't know it yet. Mm. And and so that's a great litmus test to say, hey, you know what? Do I really is this, you know, because even if you give them the greatest coaching in the world, if, if they don't step into it, there's no there's no execution. That, that's
2: the biggest thing that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out because th- these are kids, right? They're high right. school kids. They have their lives. Do they really want to work on the middle game? It just depends on what level they're at, on how serious they are. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also learned, because when I first started this, I started working with some kids that are really good players, and I would give them an assignment to do, and then I felt like I was constantly like, I wasn't bombarding them like, Hey, you know, did you, did you complete this? And maybe it was crickets. Maybe it was, I'll get to it. So I'm like, okay. so they weren't taking
0: it that serious.
2: They weren't taking it serious or they just didn't feel like, like, dude, I'm a stud. Like, I don't need this mental game stuff. You know, I've never failed before that.
1: And so, I mean, Adam, you've talked a lot about that and I think that's even expanded my mind a little bit. So, you know, a lot of times I'll take these episodes, what, what we talk about here, and then I'll go home and talk about it with my wife and she gives a totally completely different perspective that I don't have like we talk about that confidence as a batter mm-hmm. is that's uh, you know that's probably one of my strengths in my own business is my strength that you know what I can take this transaction from a to b right like that's what I'm really good at and no matter what the situation I'm going to I'm going to succeed yeah and you know yeah there's some I there's some strikes along the way don't talk about those pinch it off. Let's go. We're going to get the next one. Yeah. And and so, but to know that, you know, uh, you know, that you could get in here, get it done and, and expand on the mental side of things, I think is like almost an expansion of our, our social consciousness. Like, Hey, you know, what's up here is just as important. What's right here. And, and I think we've seen that, you know, we talked, I was kidding about the Astros, which, you know actually they were mentally cheating actually yeah they oh, were yeah. and so um and so and look how much significance that has on the game right is marred the game right here in our generation at our time right now and so you know before and you talk about the 80s and the 90s right you know i i almost don't want to agree that you know the guys were you know pumping roids as much as they were you know, because I'm like Mark McGuire. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? that's one of the greatest. That, and that gin- was my era. Yeah, that's one of I the great. It's one of the greatest gingers,
2: right? That's he, oh, jeez. <laughs> my My first my first hit was against the Cardinals, and he was standing on first base. Like I, I rounded first base. You did, know, it,
1: does you did he look as big in, in person? He, he's
2: enormous. He's not as big. He's lost. Yeah, a he's lot he's of lost weight a lot now, now. But he he was probably two fifty then. Stout. Six, six, five, 250. And i remember and i'm like i'm six two like i'm not a really big guy but you know yeah six two and i'm rounding first base i come back and my trainer's like we want the ball you know we want we want to keep the ball right for your first hit right and then i mcguire's like first hit huh kid (laughs) i'm like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the first first hit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and I am getting in the gym, yeah, Mark, right and, now. And, 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 I'm, I did this? and I'm looking up at him, I'm like, God, this guy's enormous. You know, and so wow. but yeah, no, I played through the steroid area. So I remember going into spring training, just busting my butt for, for months, maybe gain ten pounds of muscle, like really getting after it. Yeah. And then I'd show up and guys are like 25, 30 pounds heavier. And I'm like, What? Mm. What did you do? Like oh I worked really hard this winter, and and I'm and I was like twenty twenty one, kind of oblivious to it all, and kind of finally figured that out. I'm like oh dude these guys are like, Juicy. they're doing much more than just. I need creativity. to get down to Florida. Yeah <laughs> yeah, they're doing some serious. Oh well, they're
1: doing some special hunting of those special deer. <laughs> right?
0: So uh, with with this whole quarantine, scouting must have been like, er, done, not too much going on. So what have you started since? Uh, not too much to scout
2: yeah so I I came home and and we were we were the covid 19 started and we were at the point where like okay we literally cannot go outside like mm-hmm. we're, we're in the home yeah um I was doing a bunch of video scouting for for my job and and kind of got that completed but I was also like that's crazy because a lot of people get do that all the time on YouTube and don't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, mixtape, mixtape, mixtape. Yeah. So we, so I'm like writing reports, getting all my my work for my team done, and I was like, man, I should just start. I want to talk to players about the mental game, and so I I have contacts and did my. I'm like, I'm just gonna start a YouTube channel. So I I started in, interviewing players that I played with, uh, managers, coaches, scouts. You know, I'm, I'm maybe what five six weeks into this thing nice. I, i've done like 25 but I've, I've i'm posting about one a week okay um, and that's at mental edge training coach is the youtube channel but yeah just talking about my first one it was with jack wilson who was our shortstop with the pirates um he had up and down you know in the big leagues too you mm-hmm. know and, and just kind of diving deep into do, like dude what was that like like what were you thinking what did that feel like because I think that's what people want to hear. Like what's Absolutely. the what's the real stuff? The real story. Yeah. Because you you know, when I got sent down, I put on a I'm twenty one years old, I put on a happy face, like, yeah, I'll be fine. But like I was a wreck. You know, I was like, I just failed. You know, this is this feels horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you pick yourself back up, of course, right? And you're like, Okay, gotta get to work. I gotta start working on these things, to make myself better. So you, you you figure it out and you start to do those things and um but, yeah, you know, it would have been nice to have somebody to talk to, like all the big league teams now, you know. And I think that's the thing is when I, I've talked to one of my best friends is a mental skills coach with the Braves. He's like one of the biggest hurdles is as a kid, right, you think, oh, yeah. I gotta When you think, oh, I'm going to go talk to this guy. He's going to work on my mental game. So from a kid's standpoint, they're like, well, there's nothing wrong with me.
1: Yeah, I'm perfect to begin I'm, with. I'm
2: good, right? Yeah. It's like well, you probably are good. Right. And that's so the like well, I'm not here to fix something. It's more it's more of a performance. Like when you when you do when things start to go wrong and you you are over ten and over twenty Now, now what's going to happen? Yeah. You're like, oh crap, this feels awful. Well, do
1: they approach it? I could even see though, like, you know, we talk about you being a star in, in your high school years, right? When you're in high school and in the peer group that you're in and you're like, Hey, I'm way above that peer group. It's hard to see that. Oh, you know what? Compared to like you said, I think you said it earlier. You're like, wow, these guys, even in the minor league are, are professionals, these guys in the minor league actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't bush league. This isn't like right. <laughs> you know, these aren't the junior varsity kids that just didn't make it to the varsity team. No, they're in some in some level of progression as well. And I think you t- talked about that and so I think that's what kids in general like you know, my nephew just graduated, his daughter just graduated, and so you know, like hey, what are you going to do in life? And so they're like in the ups and downs, right? Yeah. Do I get a career? Do I not get a career? Are there even careers for me to have right now, right? Yeah. These are 9-11 babies who, you know, the, since the day they were born, they've seen a lot of uh, adversity. And so and, and so I think what that's what's really promising about your coaching or even the identifying, even for parents, right? Hey, it's okay for our kids to fail. It's okay for and there's ways to even get better, right? So often we're supposed to be that straight A student, right? Oh, you weren't the valedictorian. Oh, you didn't get like four point eight five. You're like, I thought four was the, I thought four four was perfect, right? Right? <laughs> oh no, she got four point seven two. Right. Yeah. How do you get point seven two? Like I, I still don't understand that math. And, and so, but there is times in life where someone might be getting 4.72 but it's okay if you're getting 3.2 that you're giving your best that's great right I think you talked about that too like hey you know what I'm struggling as a shortstop where where my happy place is center field and I think that's a huge life lesson that you learned early on a lot of times right now we use the use the term stay in your lane stay in your lane and and so part of that too is you know what we all have lanes to be in the sooner you grow into your own skin the, the happier you're going to feel
2: yeah that, that's all self-image right yeah that's all building your self-confidence and, and doing the things you know you're going to be successful and you actually want to do it you know where well, i didn't really i was just i have my shortstop, stop okay i but am i really you know so yeah. i had those belief blocks yeah and until i got to a place where i knew i would succeed um but the, but the, that's a whole other a whole other side of it too like those obstacles right working through those obstacles yeah you know, and then you gave it enough time and like okay maybe maybe they're knowing and kind of having that personal awareness that maybe it is time to to shift to yeah. do something else
0: yeah absolutely and, and that's a wonderful thing what you're doing that mental edge coaching and then plus with your youtube with the stories man that's gonna be that's quite a combo right there i really like that you get your lessons you get your instructions and then you get a little entertainment with the stories from these professional players that kind of went through the same thing. It always feels better when you don't feel alone. And I guarantee, yes, I I, I mean, you can argue with me, but you, I bet there's been times you step up to that plate in a professional stadium, thousands of people, and you probably feel alone. You yeah, feel no, like, like no one understands what's going on. Yeah. And to be able to hear that you're not alone, I think, is therapy by itself. Mm-hmm. And then you hear their
2: stories, and it's
0: like, man, I I yeah. can get through this.
2: Yeah. Well, there, there's, and if you've ever coached somebody, whether it's your kid, right? Or, and you've coached someone through something and then they, they've kind of circled back around like, man, what you told me, like I actually went and worked on it and applied it. Like, I can't tell you how much that helped or changed me. And now I'm on a different path and that's the whole reward of it. Right. Yeah. And so absolutely. that's when, when that starts to happen, that, that of course makes me or you feel good and you're like, dude, this is it. Like this is this is I might have a career, but now now you're talking about a passion of something of helping kids and helping them build their self-esteem and their self-image. That's a whole different ballgame.
1: And so I think, too, not is Chad, that's like one of the Maslow's hierarchies. Right. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm excited to hear where this path goes, like how much bigger it gets, because, you know, when we're all like young and we're in elementary school and we're like, oh, I'm going to change the world. Right. And we don't know what that really means in someone's world. You have changed the world mm-hmm. and, and that, you know, we experienced this, I, all three of us have been coaches and, and that is why we coach, right. That's why you put in the extra innings and, and, you know, most of us don't get paid for our time. We get, we get paid, in that little act, you know, the actualization that, Hey, we helped someone else out today.
2: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely.
1: Chad, this has been awesome. We appreciate the
0: information you've given us. Uh, I'm going to put all the links in the bio. So guys go down into our bio. If you're listening on iTunes and you can click the links, try his videos out, uh, check it out, check out his YouTube. And uh, if you're, if you're that parent, you're that coach, or you're the kid that's maybe struggling and you're listening to this, you like the stories, check his videos out. And uh, it sounds like it will be a game changer, an absolute game changer. So we appreciate you coming in, Chad, telling your stories. and
2: Yeah, this has been great. It's oh, always fun to chat. Oh, it's, it, <laughs> it's definitely
0: awesome. So we appreciate your time. And um, we are grateful for everyone who's tuning into the podcast. We are grateful for your support. And please tell someone about the podcast. Social media can only go so far. The best thing about getting the word out on this show is uh, telling a friend and uh, uh, let them know about it. We're on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and check out our YouTube channel. And uh, please uh, tune in. We get these awesome guests like Chad in, and we're, we're able to bring this wonderful content to you. So thanks for listening. Awesome.